0: Good evening, everyone, or good afternoon. I did that joke already. Welcome to the midweek war. We are here to talk the final episode of the first round of the cruiserweight classic. I am Mad Mike. With me, as always, is the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling, Amon Peyton. I love How cruiserweight you, wrestling. <laughs> oh, Amon. The, the, this, 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 this—we'll get to it. We'll this show made it. me so happy. It was—it was really, really fun. Um, okay, so you—you uh, you guys know we do this show a little bit differently. We don't have a good batter to change, but before we get into the matches, I do want to say one bad.
1: Okay.
0: Full sale. Don't make C Dub C a thing.
1: Oh, I didn't think that was too bad. I oh, I,
0: I, I thought it was way too self indulgent.
1: I guess. I, I I'd,
0: I'd rather have them chant
1: for wrestlers. I guess my bad. My I when you said you had a bad, I I technically had one. I thought it was going to be something different. Oh no! I, I mean, we'll we'll get
0: to that too. I have a feeling I know what you're going to say too. Um, oh. Okay. But yeah, we'll get to it. But I just wanted to say that is an because I don't remember what match it happened during. I just thought it, was, it
1: happened the last two.
0: Yeah, I th- it was just too much. And I know, and I know now that they've done it once or twice it's going to be a thing for the rest of the series. <laughs> I just want to say I hate it and it's stupid. Because it <laughs> doesn't make sense.
1: Well, they are chanting for the tournament? No, but I they're think. chanting C
0: dub C. Dub is not a letter.
1: Yeah, but they didn't chant ECW. Yes, they did.
0: No they didn't. Amen, amen, amen.
1: It was always ECW. Eamon, buddy, let's not, Amen. Let's not, not revision his history. Amen, chance.
0: buddy, I was at Hardcore Heaven 1997 in the Mid-Hudson Civic Center. Easy, EC- 1999. Fuck you. <laughs> I was there. You weren't even born yet. I, I was, Amen. You. I was there. The chant is ECW, ECW.
1: I don't know how you do things in Poughkeepsie.
0: Better than they do them in Florida.
1: Okay, well.
0: I mean, come on. You're really going to stand up for Florida?
1: Well, Florida produced some good wrestling this week, but we'll get, into- well, then not so good. Yeah, I was going to say, hard. we also, haven't, we also haven't
0: seen impact yet,
1: so I'd say the wrestling they produce is a wash.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. So- I just realized everything
1: we're in review now is in Florida. That's really everything. crazy.
0: Every single thing we're reviewing is from Florida, and until, you know, takeover. And then, uh, where are they going to be aiming? Were they going to be in TakeOver? Yeah
1: I, be Brooklyn.
0: yeah, I guess who else is going to be there?
1: This guy. The guy well, you're not
0: from Brooklyn. But yeah. I'm not from Brooklyn, but I'm going to be there. Yeah. All right. Anyway, back to the Cruiserweight Classic. Um, still, stop with that champ. If you want to chant CWC, CWC, okay, fine. Dub is not a fucking letter. <laughs> um, <laughs> Amen, what
1: was the first match we had tonight? The first match was uh, Jason Lee taking on Rich Swann. Um, and as we, as we knock the crowd, I'm going to give praise to the crowd for this match. Um, I I think it is a great sign that a wrestler is over when they sing his generic entrance theme. That, that's not that's not associated with the wrestler. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I thought this was fun. I,
0: I mean, it's Rich Swan, so he's already been on NXT. Yes. So, unfortunately, it kind of felt like... And this, again, this has been one of my only problems. I've almost been able to predict every match. That's true. Like, three out of four matches on this show, I could have told you who won without even seeing them. The last one? Holy fuck. (laughs) (laughs) But but we'll get there. Um, But yeah, no, I mean... I thought Jason Lee was fine. Like I thought, I thought he had a good showing. Um,
1: I thought the crowd really enjoyed him once he got into things. Like the, some of those shots he was nailing on Rich Swan were really, really great. Yeah. Like, and the crowd, I think, really took to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Rich Swan is so over. Oh he yeah, is so so over, and it is so amazing. He's yeah, I mean,
0: he's kind of like um, NXT's version of ACH.
1: Kind of. He's everything I wanted Anthony Bennett to be. Yeah. Like, I, and I didn't think Anthony Ben delivered on, like, his showmanship, but holy shit, it's, it's Rich one fun to watch. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, a standing 450. Yeah. Come on. Come on. People should not even be allowed to do that.
1: <laughs> My favorite like, thing... shouldn't that-
0: have the capability to do something like that. That's just ridiculous.
1: My favorite thing that he – I'm so glad he got to do that he did on the indies that I really loved was that uh, he's getting worked down by Lee, and Lee kicks him while he's in the ropes at one point, and Rich Swan starts to, like, get enraged. Mm-hmm. and But instead of, like, firing up with forms, he does, like, clubbering blows like this to the head. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's so good. Um, yeah, Rich is amazing. Rich is a guy I really want to kind of go all the almost all the way. Like, he's another one of my personal favorites where – I think his story is so good, and he's, like I said, is so over to where I would like to see him go very far in the tournament.
0: Okay. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I
1: personally, I don't think he's going to go too, too far.
0: I feel like, I feel like, I don't know who, I, we should look up who he's facing. The uh, round. He's resting
1: uh, Lince Dorado.
0: Oh, yeah, no, he's going to lose next week.
1: <laughs> oh, you think I, so? Oh, I, yeah, okay.
0: I, I really, you know what? If you have the second round matchups at the end of this, we'll do predictions.
1: Okay, we'll do predictions, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, because that'll be fun. Because
1: uh, this is, like, like Mike mentioned, I think the first round was a, very, a bit easy to predict. Like, this one, I think, is a little more harder to predict.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, I would say definitely. Because now you've gotten, like, you have, it's basically a tournament of Indie Darlings. Yeah. It really, there's, there's no one on here that, there's maybe, like, one or two guys that I hadn't heard of before the tournament, but everyone else is pretty much a known name. Yeah. Which is, it's going to be really fun. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, the first match was really good. Uh, what, what do we have for the second match, Raymond?
1: Second match, uh, we saw uh, Noam Dar of Scotland uh, taking on the other half of the Bollywood Boys, uh, Gerv Shearer. Uh, yeah, uh, first time seeing Noam Dar. Um, I, I was impressed by Noam. I think this, this actually goes to my bad that I was going to mention. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Um, the camera cuts on this show.
0: Oh okay. All right. I was actually oh, I, ju- I was just gonna give it to the match itself.
1: Oh I didn't think here's the thing, I didn't think the match was bad, I just thought it was cut really weird. Okay. There was All so right. many camera cuts here that it was it was it was really kind of jarring. Um and I think someone pointed out on either I can't remember if it was like this happened also on like Raw, Raw or SmackDown this week. I can't remember what, but someone pointed out like the camera cuts were just too much. Okay. Like there was too many cuts to stuff and it was it was hard to keep up on things. Um I, w- I, feel- I feel like I could have gotten more into the match if it wasn't like
0: that. Yeah, I don't know. This match, like, this was the worst match for me of the first round. Which, granted, that's like saying this was the worst piece of caviar I've had. <laughs> but but I, I don't know. Like, I feel like one of the Bollywood boys should have advanced. Yeah. I feel like one of them should have. Because then you could do a story like, like one, like one like her cheering for Garve. Or, I forget. Yeah, I think that's her name. Um, yeah. But like you could have had the story of one cheering for the other or one jealous of the other. Like you could have done something with it and said both Bollywood boys are out and it's kind of disappointing.
1: I would have loved to have seen – because we got a thing this episode that they didn't really ever do in past episodes, which was like a backstage interview with the main event. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to see them do that with this match, too, of maybe... Because they mentioned it on commentary that Harv was watching the match, like, because he mentioned, like, if my brother wins, then I win. Like... Yeah, that, oh, that'd oh, that be
0: awesome. Or I Even would, if his brother have, was
1: saying it on commentary. Yeah, like, Mar- 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 Maro said it on commentary, but I would love to have seen them say it. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that would have helped a bit. Um, I, I, again, I don't know what they're going to be doing with some of the other stuff in the tournament. But, like, I... I hope they do non-tournament matches uh, towards the end um, and bring some of the losers back. Um, uh, I, I I still think the Bollywood – I really like the Bollywood boys. Um, but, yeah, it, it just wasn't the most enthralling match for me uh, compared to some others in the tournament. Um, I still thought that I was fine. I liked – there's something I do really like about Noam Dar. Like, I think his – just the way he kind of presents himself, I think I really like. Mm-hmm. Um uh, he won with a uh, uh, leg bar, uh, which I thought was really good. Yeah, um, There have been
0: a lot of submissions in the first round. Yeah. There have been a lot of yeah, submissions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing I did like, though, and there was a pretty bad botch in about the middle of the match, and um, I liked how Mauro and Brian didn't ignore it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they said that, you know, something like this, you can have a lot of nervous energy. And yeah, honestly, I, it, it took it took it pulled way back. I'm like, you know what? That's an excellent point.
1: This match, you're right, was a really good showcase of what I like about the commentary. They also did a good job of like, um, Noam Dar was being like, he would like nail someone, nail him in the corner, and then do like a roll out or something like that, and was being kind of more extravagant, I guess you could say. And I like how mm-hmm. Brian kind of pointed out like, in a tournament environment like this, you know, I wouldn't do something like that. Mm-hmm. And I and it didn't take away from them at all, but yeah. I think it just added to the match. Like now, what
0: I I forget when they said on commentary was it this match that they said that someone's grandfather was watching the match, but he couldn't. Oh play? yeah, oh uh, the fuck.
1: The, Bolly, the Bollywood boys. Yeah, I thought
0: okay. Oh.
1: The, Basically, I, I heard it. Daniel Bryan was like, I was so moved by that. I'm like, yeah, I was too. Holy yeah, shit. basically,
0: uh, if you haven't seen Cruiserweight Classic, and why the fuck haven't you, turn this off right now. Come back to it afterwards, but turn it off right now and go watch this episode. But um, the uh, Bollywood boy's grandfather is blind. Yeah, So he was going around telling everyone that that his kids were in the match, but that he wasn't going to watch it. He was going to listen to it.
1: Yeah, because he, he he starts telling – but Brian saves that for the end. Like he starts telling this story about how his grandfather was so happy that his sons got into the tournament or, or his grandsons got into the tournament and like telling all of his friends and stuff like that. And when he asked – Brian asked him, uh, is, your, is your grandfather going to be watching? And they said, no, he's actually blind, but he's going to be listening. I was like, that is the saddest thing I've ever heard. And, and, and you know what? Right after that,
0: I shut my eyes for a little bit. And I just listened. And I was like, I still knew exactly what was going on in the match.
1: Yeah. That's the tomorrow. to re- Mar- and Brian.
0: It was really, like, like I could tell. Like, Morrow and Brian call a lot of moves anyway, and they do storyline stuff still. But I, like, I shut my eyes and I'm like, oh, I can actually see what's going on, like, in my mind's eye. Like, it yeah, was really, really cool.
1: And it's cool because, like, they didn't refrain from, like, plugging stuff, like, during matches, but they did it quickly and not as frequently as you see on the main shows.
0: Yeah. Like, grand, they, uh, that, that's probably, you know, by design because yeah. this is only an hour show, so. they mentioned, I know
1: they mentioned, like, John Cena, like, being in China and speaking Mandarin and stuff like that because of WWE's relationship with China, but they mentioned it briefly and they got back to the wrestling. I thought that's what you should do. Yeah. Like, absolutely no.
0: yeah no i i agree i mean i i feel like i i wish that we could have had like daniel bryan on commentary on smackdown and like jbl in charge yeah does that make sense because i feel like jbl No, that totally makes sense jbl and mick foley being in charge as the general managers i think has more cachet than daniel bryan being in that, charge.
1: that makes a whole lot more sense
0: because exactly. JBL could have said, "I was the
1: longest run champion in SmackDown history, Michael. Now I'm running SmackDown." The per- but also, like the way SmackDown is now, yeah, like, it doesn't feel like a Daniel Bryan run show. It feels like a, like it feels like more of a show that would be run by like a Daniel. Yeah, because
0: honestly, I think Michael Cole and Corey Graves have good back and forth with each other. Yeah, and Morrow and Bryan clearly do. So yeah. like, I feel like that would have been a better pick but uh, and and
1: and, and, no. and byron saxton and david Atung are just the token flat guys on <laughs> i
0: didn't want to say it but yeah well yeah. <laughs> but um all right so anyway um yeah but so uh we i still wish one of the bollywood boys would have moved on
1: yeah i don't That's think it's yeah. i also really loved it I, I i wish i could find the tweet but someone posted uh making fun of uh uh that, that a lot of people who are in this tournament are actually on the Global Force wrestling roster. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't know that. Like, Gargano, Ciampa, um, uh, somebody else, the Bollywood Boys are the Tag Champions. Oh, Christ. Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
0: it's,
1: it's, it's good on you, Global Force.
0: <laughs> yeah, way, way to go, Global Force, for basically telling WWE who to book and then WWE making them all look so much better by actually, you, you know, boy, putting them on TV. And having a program, oh god! All right. Uh, so, what was the next match we had, Eamon?
1: The next match was one that, if it wasn't for the main event, was going to be my contender for match of the night, uh, and that was uh, Jack Gallagher of England taking on Fabian Eichner of Italy. Yeah. Holy crap! This match is good.
0: Jack Gallagher's really fun. Um, He's so good. I forget who it was. I think it was Bobby. Um, he said Jack Gallagher is basically the wrestling John Hodgman. And he's exactly yeah. right. He's exactly right. Like if John Hodgman was a wrestler, he would be Jack Gallagher.
1: <laughs> it was so, so good. And and we saw it with Zack Saber, but like I think this was definitely like direct from World of Sport. Like this was a direct, like old time British style of wrestling. Yeah. And it was so well done. Um he's so impressive. Mm-hmm. Um but speaking of impressive. Holy crap, was Fabian Eichner really good, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Fabian Eichner was going to be my guy who I think they should sign. Yeah, Seriously. like, yeah,
1: so good. Like, he impressed the hell out of me. And, and impressed the hell out of the crowd, which I didn't think, you know, I think sometimes the crowds have kind of shown that, like, especially in these opening rounds, like, there's the guy that people know or the guy that people are, are more attached to and then the other guy. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it takes some warming up immediately like he the the stuff he was doing the crowd was like oh
0: Homeboy this okay. a a spring a double
1: springboard moonsault yeah when he I mean, he, fuck <laughs> or, or when like like jack gallagher is like the technical wrestler here and then fabian knightley was like trying to get out of that wrist lock and he's doing like a headstand at one point like it was amazing um, i really really like this match um, and i love that gallagher like like i love he Technical stuff all the way through, and he ends it with like the running drop kick in the corner that looks sick. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, didn't expect really that.
0: Good. Didn't expect that as a finish. Not, yeah. I love not that. Brian, really that
1: I love that Brian pointed out that because that's a move Brian has used in the past, and he's like, I've never been able to take somebody out like
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's the that's the kind of cool stuff that they bring to the commentary. Like, like Morrow brings the know how. He's he's very much the Mike Tanay of the Mm -hmm. CWC and Brian brings the experience. Like the fact that he was saying that's probably one of the best drop kicks in the corner I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, And you can tell he's being real. Like he's not bullshitting you. Like he's like that, that hurts. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, but again, I think we both knew Jack Gallagher was winning.
1: Yeah, I think so. Just because of how they built him in the bracketology and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, um, but yeah, like I mean, they tried to fool us by doing a little special on Fabian Eichner, but I don't. Again, it's my issue with the Cruiserweight Classic. I'm sure the second round will be completely different because it's all mm. kind of number one seeds going against each other. So
1: I also love that they cited um, one of Fabian Eichner's trainers is Alex Wright. Who, oh yes,
0: Das Wunderkind. I, looking yes. looking
1: back, I've watched like a lot of old WCW recently. Like people gave Alex Wright way too much shit. Like he oh, no, Alex was Wright was great. Well, I think people obviously the NC gimmick was yeah, but he was a great wrestler too. Like mm-hmm. he his style was a lot like that British style. Like I'm was, not gonna
0: lie, one of my favorite gimmicks in WCW was Berlin.
1: Yeah, I, I thought Berlin
0: was great because I I like I, liked, I liked Alex Wright. Like I thought he was a good wrestler, and I thought the the gimmick he had was stupid. But when he, yeah. went to, when he changed to Berlin, I'm like,
1: oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. This is great. I even, like, watch some of the little matches with, like, Steve Regal and stuff like that. Or even, like, even like another guy who I think is really underrated is, like, a Disco Inferno. Like, yeah. as far as, like, knowing his role and, like, playing up to it, like, those matches are good. They're really good. D-
0: Disco Inferno was very much the Heath Slater of his day.
1: Yeah, really. Like, he very knew much his place. So. He yeah, knew like, his place. He knew he was there to be the punching bag.
0: And he could literally be put in with anyone.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, you could put Disco Inferno in, he could have a, a good match with Alex Wright, or he could get squashed by Goldberg. Yeah. Like, that. that's that was that's a good thing about people like that. Like, that's why Heath Slater is where he is. Like, that's why he has a job and why he's being awesome. Totally, yeah. Yeah, all right. Um, so, Sorry to get off uh, on this rant about Disco Inferno. No, no, it's no, fine.
1: One, the one person I didn't think we'd be talking about in this... <laughs>
0: I kinda of just want to put Disco Inferno in the in the description now, and just see if people notice. <laughs> <laughs> um so Eamon, let's get to that main event.
1: Oh fuck. It's so good.
0: It's it, so good. I swear to God. Alright, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. The post match, I teared up. I, I'm not I am, gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I'm fully not ashamed to admit that I was like, "Oh fuck, that was that's just really, really good."
1: I'm so into that. Like, it's it's gonna sound weird, but like, I'm so into that melodramatic bullshit. That's my, one of my favorite things in wrestling nowadays. Is like when you have those moments where it's like, you you sell that emotion, especially even after they, the match. They have to be earned, though. They have to be earned. They have, they have and to I be earned, that,
0: and they earned it. They earned it, it. This one. And not
1: only did. Gargano and Champa earn it. I think WWE earned it. Mm-hmm. Because this is a relationship and a friendship that's been built on WWE and WWE only. And but it's if, and it's a really like they even say in the promo like they're both singles wrestlers. Gargano never, had never they never they never teamed up. They never really interacted on the independents until they came to NXT.
0: And I love that. Like they like Champa said I'm in Gargano's wedding. Like like that's Fucking great. Like you could build good.
1: The fact that you could build the same emotion of like, say, like a Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Obviously a different dynamic. But like same kind of emotion. Well, you know what you know what it kind of is like? And I mean,
0: maybe not on the same scale. Triple H and Shawn Michaels.
1: Yeah, same kind of thing. But like to build it like in a matter of like less than a year in like in like this promotion that they that they weren't like known for being a, you know what i mean like they were famous from the independence but they built it in this promotion like i think that gives you know I a lot of credit has to go to wwe and, and what they've done for gargano and Ciampa. um but to them as well because it was it's such a good match um this really sold me i mean i love i've loved gargano for a while this really completely sold me on Tommaso Ciampa. like uh, he is probably one of the most underrated strikers I can I've I've seen really in recent years. Like his strikes are so good.
0: They they were oh god, and you know all right now there are a couple times where I thought the match was when he pulled down the knee pad yes. and was going for the finishing strike, and then saw it was like a very much I'm sorry I love you moment. Like it was yeah. about to happen, and then he pulled it back up. I'm like if Gargano gets a roll-up right after this, it will be amazing. And but it wasn't right after. It was pretty damn close to being right after, though. But even
1: after that, like it was a super kick and then a transition into uh, Ciampa's Like, like, like knee a roaring power. elbow. Well, the roaring elbow, but then I think it transitioned to Ch- Ciampa's uh, like, power he does on the knees. And I'm oh, like, yeah, the lung the, blow. The lung blow. Yeah. And I was like, oh, the match is over. And then Gargano kicks out. And Ciampa's look is the exact look I had. Like, it was, it was perfect. Um, yeah, this was this was really really fun. The kind of the, like I said, it was kind of melodramatic moments. I think were really well done and really well placed. Like the ones of like Gargano reaching towards Champa, like afterwards, mm-hmm. and like and Champa like still trying to strike at him and stuff like that was so good. Um, really really great stuff. Uh, Henry, very hard hitting.
0: Oh god, and the finish was so yes. good.
1: The finish so, was
0: so smart. Good. Because you can tell that finish is two guys who tag together and they know yeah. each other's shit. Like, ah, oh, it was just so. For much a fun. second,
1: for a second, I thought when they were doing the roll throughs and stuff like that and the reversals mm-hmm. that Gargano was gonna try to, because Champa tried to do that arm submission that he yeah. was doing. Uh, that Gargano was gonna transition to his like uh, kind of crossface style submission that he does. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that he just did a pin. Oh Am yeah I, no I, I liked it
0: it was like a crucifix roll up too. like it wasn't even like a finisher or anything like that like that I wanted it to be a flash pan if Gargano was going to win yeah. like like if Ciampa was going to win, it had to be defensive like like he decided to go like he, like he decided to go for the knee strike anyway, mm-hmm. but the fact that it was a flash roll up, ah, and he all right so so let's break down this post match yes. go, uh, Gargano goes to extend the hand to Ciampa. Champa looks at it and walks away, and he gets one foot through the ropes to leave the ring, and, and, me, and Gargano thinks that, like, oh, maybe this is done. He's sitting down, he's selling every hit he's taken because he's taken so many goddamn hits to the head <laughs> at this point. And Champa just turns around, sits down next to Gargano and pulls him in for a hug. Ah! Oh. Uh, oh! crocodile tears Eamon. i love crocodile fucking tears
1: uh yeah and and we talked about it on the nxt show like this also really elevates the stuff they're doing in nxt and to Mm -hmm. their feud with the revival like i think that's so cool i i
0: I really love now Eamon, i have a question and i'm gonna be devil's advocate do you think Champa turns on him at Takeover? Oh, I
1: hope not. <laughs> I, really, I, really, I really,
0: hope not. I know, but God damn it, how great would it be? It
1: would be. It would I be mean, great.
0: honestly, if they win, it's amazing. If he turns, it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> because fuck. It's, Could yeah. you imagine that? Like, I if they use the CWC to build to something at Takeover. That's fucking genius. Yeah, I'm sure they'll probably re- like, like when we finally hear it's gonna be Gargano and Ciampa versus Survival. I'm sure they'll show parts of the CWC match. Like these two men were in a war with each other in the Cruiserweight yeah, yeah. Classic. And I, oh man, if Ciampa turns on him at Brooklyn,
1: i might be so sad.
0: Champa would be the biggest heel in the world.
1: Oh yeah, totally.
0: But it would also make both of them. It would make both of them so hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs>
1: I, I just made you super duper sad. Even I, I don't want to. That, didn't I? Yeah. But now it, it's going to be great either way, and I think this really did a great job to elevate those two guys. You know, going forward, even after the tournament, like yeah, this kind of really established them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like, and, and you know, and we're talking about a lot of the post match. The match itself was amazing. Oh totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. the match itself uh, I would say maybe the best first round match. I'd I'd say that. I'm definitely yeah. that. Um, yeah, I mean they they definitely spaced this out well so and I mean we even got like the, the pre package before that, where mm. the package was like uh the, the interview was really that Gargano was like, Hey, he's my brother, but when I see him across the ring, he's just another guy.
1: Yeah, and, and Champa really, was
0: the one who got pissed off at of that, and Champa was the one who ended up coming back like for the hug. Like,
1: yeah, well, that's the. I also really loved Ciampa in the promo package that they showed, where he had the line of uh, "When I when I strike, I intend to hurt. I don't mm-hmm. intend to injure. And when I face Johnny, I'm I'm still going to intend to hurt." Yeah, like, I thought that was really good.
0: Yeah. Oh, j- just oh man, it was really good. I might watch it again. I might watch again after we do this. It was just really, really good. Um. Okay. So before we uh, sign off here, Eamon, do you have the second round matchups? I do. We only get two
1: second round. Oh, do you want the whole? Oh second yeah. Round? Let's do.
0: Let's do the whole second round.
1: Okay. Well, let's start with the two second round matches that are going to be happening next week. Okay. Uh, and start with those. The first one is uh, Tajiri versus Grand Metallic
0: oh man i I gotta go grand metallic on that
1: I'm gonna say, yeah I'm thinking grand metallic because everything based off of another person in the tournament, I'm, I'm leaning towards Grand metallic um,
0: yeah but yeah, yeah I, I think it, I think it makes sense because to he's a big enough name he doesn't need to advance that far and he doesn't have like the story that Brian Kendrick does true yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. all right uh what's the second one we're getting? And then the second one uh, is uh, Cedric Alexander uh, against Kota Ibushi.
0: Oh, God damn it. That's going to be such a <laughs> fun match.
1: It's going to be really good. I'm
0: so, I'm, this is probably... Uh, I think this is the second round match I'm most hyped for. Oh, definitely. Um, okay. I'm going against my gut on this one. I'm going to say Cedric Alexander. I'm going to say Cedric, because like I've been saying, I want some upsets. I want some upsets. Kota has already debuted on NXT, so he's established. I think Cedric winning puts a big feather in the cap of Cedric Alexander. It changes the dynamic of the tournament, and I think it helps. Everyone involved because it, it, like, I know Kodobushi is one of the favorites. I think he, one of the favorites, I feel, has to go out early. And yeah, I feel, I feel like that has to happen. Like, either Zack Sabre guy to go out early, Grand Metallic has to go out early, or Koda or Kodobushi has to go out early, or uh, Tazawa. like, okay. one of those four guys has to go out early. Yeah,
1: that, that kind of leans to one of my later picks, but yeah, okay. Um, uh, I'm gonna go Koda. um uh just because i think that definitely the rockets on coda it seems uh just from him being on nxt and stuff like that um i that's gonna be a baller match (laughs) to be so good
0: um i i spoke to a buddy of mine down florida who went to this taping uh and he says it's every bit as good as you want it to be oh i'm sure yeah now i have a question are we only getting two matches
1: next week Yes, if we're only getting two matches this next week, okay. which I think is fine because. Do you think they're extending the time limit? I think so, and I think the matches are going to be longer,
0: like a thirty-minute time limit. You think? Yeah. That, that that would be really cool. That'd be Cause, really cool. Because
1: they can't, Kota the, C- and Cedric's not going to go twenty minutes. Like they're they're going to. No, go. I don't
0: think they are either. But
1: oh, that's another thing I really also loved about the main event was when they pointed out that they had like checking on the time and stuff like that, and when Morrow's like. If these guys r- go past the time limit, these are two friends that are beating the hell out of each other for this shot, and neither of them may advance. <laughs> the
0: I was really worried they were going to do that for a second.
1: Yeah, I was like, I was that really would be concerned. so good.
0: But then they said it was only halfway through the time. I'm like, oh, okay, they're not doing that. Yeah. Because, like, when I, I don't know about you. When I watch um, programs like this that have no set time, I don't mm-hmm. look at the time when I'm watching because I want to be surprised when the finish happens. Right. Yeah, like I used to do it with Lucha all the time because I'd watch it on DVR. Like, I don't want to know when the finish is going to happen. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all uh,
1: right. So I'll run through the rest of these in kind of the order they're shown here. Okay. Um, uh, Akira Tozawa against Jack Gallagher. Uh, uh,
0: this sure. is... Okay. This,
1: this is the one where I'm leaning to being kind of an upset. Uh, and I think Jack's going to take it.
0: Okay. Okay. Um. Oh man, that's this tough. is also the most
1: this is also the most different match in the tournament.
0: That's that might be the hardest match to call because
1: they're so different in style.
0: Yeah, and they've both been. You know what? I'm gonna say Tazawa. I'm gonna either say Tazawa. Yeah.
1: Either way, I'd be happy. But yeah.
0: Oh, I mean, either way, both guys moving on. It's gonna be fine. But I. Mm, oh man, that's tough. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, I think it'd have to be Tazawa. I think it would have to be. Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, next we have uh, Zach Saber Jr. versus Drew Gulak. Um.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
1: <laughs> That'll be fun. Um, I'm leaning. I I think I'm gonna go Zach Saber. I think Zach's a good yeah. choice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I uh, definitely definitely because Gulak. I think if he's not in NXT by that point, he will be like right after Takeover. Yeah, I also like. I also
1: like, they, know, I also like that. they showed. Um, we didn't mention it on the NXT show. They showed Saber, Bulac, and uh, Tony Nieves in the crowd just in suits. That, that yeah, everybody? that's true. Yeah. Uh, then we uh, then on the the final match on the left side, we have Noam Dar against Ho Ho Loon. Um, I'm gonna say Dar. Something tells me Dar will win. Okay, um, I'm gonna go Ho Ho Loon. Okay. I'm gonna
0: go Ho Ho Loon. I think he was really impressive in the first round, and as I said before, I don't think Noam Dar was as impressive. I th- I, th- and I, I don't think that'll impact like his position in the company or anything like that. I just think um, Ho Ho Loon brings something a little bit different.
1: True. The reason I said Noam Dar is because I'm leaning. Like if the the way the brackets are, he would then be facing Zach Saber. Which I think is the guys who are more similar in style and know each other well enough to where they could deliver something really really special
0: gotcha okay
1: but yeah, yeah but
0: i I'd like Ho he he'd like he he's the closest to an underdog I think that the second round has,
1: yeah, I think so
0: yeah and i I think he sh- i think he should go to maybe not the final four but like the elite eight if we're doing that if we're doing it by like the uh the March madness terms.
1: Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so on the right side of the bracket, uh, we have uh, Brian Kendrick versus Tony Nese. Um I'm going to go Kendrick here.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too.
1: That's, uh, why I'm, that's why I think Kendrick has more of a story and like, going to the, the Tajiri match that we mentioned, I think Tajiri can go without advancing to the round after that. I think Kendrick should go another round. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, I've said before, I want Kendrick to lose in the finals. I want him to lose in the finals. I want that to be his story. I want him to lose in the finals. So I'm saying Kendrick, yeah.
1: And then the winner of that would face either Abushi or Alexander.
0: Fuck. So.
1: <laughs> Damn it, he's not going to make the
0: finals. I really,
1: really want him uh, to but make the finals. Brian Kendrick, <laughs> Brian Kendrick, based on of predictions, Brian Kendrick versus Koto Obushi would be fucking amazing. <laughs> yep. And to be fair, so would Brian Kendrick versus Cedric Alexander. True. I'd I'd be okay True. with either of those matches. Absolutely. Uh, and then we have uh, T.J. Perkins versus Johnny Gargano. Um, this one I think could go either way, but I'm leaning towards Gargano, just based off of this past week's match. Um. Yeah. I. I think. I think.
0: Yeah, because I think they'd probably want like an NXT guy to at least advance past the second round. Yeah. And, and you can't really count Kota Ibushi as an NXT guy yet because he only had one appearance. But yeah, I I think Gargano, I think Argano will move on. Because CJ Perkins is is talented enough where he doesn't need the winner necessarily. Yeah, he'll yeah. be okay.
1: I agree. And him and Gargano will be great. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then the winner of that face is the winner of uh, Lince Dorado against Rich Swan. Um, I think I kind of mentioned in the beginning, I'm leaning towards Rich.
0: Yeah, I'm leaning towards Lince.
1: Okay. I, either way, again. Oh,
0: yeah. Either way, it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. Like I said, <laughs> except for Ho Ho Loon, this is basically all number one seeds. Yeah, pretty much. Which, it, it's going to be a hell of a second round. I'm excited.
1: It's going to be a fun couple of weeks. We're, we're gonna oh, God.
0: Wrong. Next week's going to make me cry. <laughs> Next, the Cedric guy was in versus Kota Ibushi because I really want Cedric to do well. I really, really want him to do good things. Yeah. God damn it, he's going up against Kota Ibushi. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Ah, uh, it's gonna be tough. All right. Um. Oh, uh, d- did you give your pick for who you would want uh, WWE to sign of the losers? I don't think you can count Champa. Yeah, we're not counting Champa since he yeah. is
1: sign. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with Fabian there, Okay. I th- I was very impressed by him this
0: week. I, I'd also give a, uh, a supplemental signing to the Bollywood Boys as a tag team. Bollywood Boys, yeah, yeah I
1: agree with that. And Jay, really all of them this week, because Jason Lee is also really good. I think they should sign. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I would love to see the Bollywood Boys as a tag team. Um, I think you could keep on NXT. Or you could just throw them right in SmackDown. Because yeah. imagine the Bollywood Boys versus American Alpha. Yeah, that'd be yes. great. Yes, please. I really hope this...
1: I, at the end of the day, when it comes to this Cruiserweight Classic, I think that clearly the ones that are going to get signed like through, from this, I hope this also leads to more signings of people. Like not. Excuse me. I hope it leads to some of these guys getting more bookings. Yeah. Like the independents going forward, like your Shyamalutas, your Fabian Actors, your Mustafa Ali. Well, because some know. of the guys that are in
0: NXT are still allowed to take indie bookings, right?
1: Some of it, it depends on the deal. Like I think yeah, Gargano, and, yeah, Gargano and Chopper just finishing up their independent dates because they. Oh, them. okay, okay. Because I
0: was gonna say I've still seen them like advertise for indie shows and stuff like that. Yeah, they're finishing up. I think
1: it's September.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay. That makes sense.
1: Yeah.
0: But ah oh, man, what what a first round. Really good stuff. Okay, um, amen I'm I'm springing this on you. We we have it down to sixteen. If you had to pick one guy, you think will win? Cause I, cause I, cause I, cause I think we should do this at the end of every round, and see how. Okay. So who you, based
1: off who we think who do we think will win the whole? Yeah. Team?
0: Not who we want to win. Who we think will win?
1: Right now, I'm going to say Koda.
0: Okay. Okay. My
1: my instinct says Koda.
0: Okay. Um, I'm still going with Zack Saber Jr. Okay. Because I I feel like. I feel, here's, here's the way I see it playing out, just, like, based, I feel like Brian Kendrick cheats to beat Koda Ibushi. What could happen? I feel like, I feel like he cheats to beat Koda Ibushi, and it's Brian Kendrick a sack Sabre in the finals.
1: That could be right. I could see, I think, the, the way the finals on the right side, I, I say it's either Koda or Brian. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those two. I mean, you could, I could be wrong. But I think it's oh, we could all we could we could all be wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely I think gonna be one of those two. I think on the other side, I think the fine the the like finals on the other side, it's either gonna be saber or Grand metallic. Mm-hmm. But again, anything could change. So
0: yeah, of course, absolutely. That that's the be- that's the great thing about this is literally any of them can win. I think. Yeah, I think so. Because you could even you could even think WWE is gonna want to push their own and give it to Gargano.
1: Gargano, I like, think like like
0: literally make him Johnny Wrestling. Like you could do that. There would not be any huge blowback, I don't think, for Johnny Gargano winning this whole thing.
1: No, not at all. I think really any of them can pretty much win it.
0: Mm-hmm. Alright. Uh so Amen, where can the good people of the internet find you?
1: Oh, uh, also our rankings. Uh, oh, oh yeah.
0: Jeez, I forgot about the rankings because we. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, I ranked Cruiserweight Classic number one this week, uh, which I think is the first time I've done this. But that made like the main event, put it over the top for me. That was one of that will that will probably be one of the best matches I've seen this year.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Cruiserweight Classic is barely number two for me. I think if I liked the Gnome Dar versus Screw match, I would have ranked it number one. Yeah. Um but, yeah, it, that, that match was just a tiny bit lackluster for me, and NXT was really good this week. NXT was really on point this week. Like, it, was, it was a solid two-hour block of programming by WWE. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah super yeah. solid. All right, uh, so, Eamon, where can the people find you on the internet?
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Eamon2Please. You can also check out the wrestling promotion I'm involved with, which is Inspire Pro Wrestling over at inspireprowrestling.com. Uh, our next event is August 14th, which features Cruiserweight Classic star Lince Dorado, uh, as well as uh, Lucha Underground star Matt Cross, aka Son of Havoc. So, for more information on that uh, in the Austin, Texas area, visit inspireprowrestling.com.
0: Alright, and you can find me at MadMike4883 on the Twitter machine. Let us know who you think is going to win the Cruiserweight Classic. You can either tweet us at Mayhem Show, you can tweet Eamon or myself personally, or you can go on our Facebook group. Um... We talk about Cruiseweight Classic stuff a lot on there. Uh, go to Facebook, uh, type in Wrestling Mayhem Show, and join the conversation. Talk to us. We we love to. And if you want, if you if you're as moved by the Cruiseweight Classic as we are, email us. Good times at dot com. Uh, we will read them on the air. We'll we'll let you know what, what we think of your opinions. Let let us know who you think is going to win. We want to hear your voice about this. All right. Uh, so for A.M. and Peyton, I'm Mad Mike, and this has been your mid week